I love winter. I love cross-country skiing, snowshoeing, shoveling snow, and even just watching a silent snowfall. But from the depths of this winter has emerged a most unlikely enjoyment, something designed decidedly for warmer times. It's just one of the things happening at winter solstice late. I've been busy of late. I missed the winter solstice altogether. Solstice comes from the Latin sol or sun and sistir to stand still because at the solstice, the sun's movement seems to stop. The movement of the sun's daily path hesitates at a northern or southern limit before reversing direction. It is as though the sun has paused for just a moment in taking account of what's going on below. And for us, that has been a lot. The usual post-holiday duties have occupied more time than usual. The siren call of Mayo Clinic has resounded in my ears again. And then we had the treat of having Molly, she of Christmas COVID, and her kids for yet a third Christmas celebration. I have come to recognize that this is the primary work of older adults, the tending to life's changing demands, even in the absence of work. Lest you fear that this writing will become a belated holiday card, extolling the achievements of kids and grandkids and bemoaning the latest physical ailments, do not fear. This report has to do with overriding the aches and pains of chronology and embracing the process of growing younger. The fun to go cycle previously reported here in a post on December 9th arrived about two weeks ago. It arrived on a full fledged 18 wheel semi trailer resting securely on double pallets and fully enclosed in bubble and shrink wrap. Three of us were required to move the mass up our somewhat steep driveway and into the garage. Fortunately for the cycle and for us, there was no snow nor ice to worry about on the day. Ever since that day, we have been actively anticipating the weather, looking for any glimpse of opportunity to take it out. But this is Northern Iowa after all, and the middle of January does not offer many opportunities for a warm test drive. Katie and I made it out once in that first week in 30 degree temps and suffered the expected discomfort of the cold and the winds. I could tell that Katie was having a difficult time imagining what it might be like on a warm summer's day. Heck, even I was balking at the image. But this past weekend saw temperatures a bit friendlier, just in time for another outing with Katie and for the kids to have a test ride for themselves. The machine is design impressive, as I have previously described. But what has already given us great excitement is the ability to go out together, as we always have, and this time sitting side by side. And it did not matter that there was a measurable wind chill or that the piles of snow still lined the roads. The gift of being together in the open carriage 
provided all the warmth necessary, or at least for the brief 10-minute ride. We'll look forward to longer, warmer motivation when spring arrives. Such pleasure may seem a small thing for those who continue to enjoy the full, unrestricted movement of body and mind. Body movement is the tonic to an active and healthy life in all of its dimensions, intellectual, spiritual, emotional, social, occupational, and physical. But our lives have a tendency to get in the way of such unfettered mobility, and the result is often a deep longing for even the rudimentary dynamics like standing or walking, or even pedaling a bike alongside your partner. For Katie and me, that was long one of our favorite activities together. Before children, there were bike trail outings across the upper Midwest, exploring new trails and towns as peddlers. Few breakfasts were ever better than at Cafe Deluxe or the Highway Cafe. When kids arrived, we acquired a custom-built tag-along built for two, a trailer that allowed us to continue exploring the beauty of the Northland, but with two kids in tow. Later, there were occasions when the tag-along was loaded inside our magic bus along with the tiny bikes and larger cycles strapped to the back end of that bus as though we were itinerant travelers. And eventually, we returned to the relative solitude of just the two of us, pedaling miles by day and overnighting in places like the Jailhouse Inn or Scott and Judy's Tremplow Cottage. Such times we had. Our move to Decorah was well-suited to such trail lust. The Trout Run Trail was being completed as we came to town, a 14-mile paved path that showed off prairie, forest, bluff, and stream all in one ride. It served as the jewel in an otherwise perfect move. We have relished its beauty through the changes of the seasons and the changes in our lives. That is, until two years ago. At that time, we determined that riding was not a safe activity for Katie any longer, and she stopped doing so. She never made many overt protests about not being on the trail anymore. When has Katie made complaint about anything related to her illness? But each time I have headed out on a solo ride, I have felt sorrow over my solitary status, certainly from within myself, but also just maybe from the wistful goodbyes from Katie as I promised to be back within the hour. My trail rides have never been as much fun since we last ventured out together. Now, we are returning. The maiden voyages aboard our newly christened Little Deuce Cooper, our dog Cooper is a most willing passenger, have proven to us that our days of tandem trail travel are not behind us. In fact, our outings aboard the fun to go will keep us even closer than we were before. Neither Katie nor I will be able to pull ahead to leave the other behind. We are side by side and just where we should be. As is often the case in our lives, the solution to a big problem can lead us to an even better place than before.